Welcome to the C.S. Joseph Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Weiss, and today's acolyte question is, which side of the mind is my ego? It is your default side of the mind. Okay, catch you guys in the next episode, and see ya. Nope, not a wrap? Okay. I guess I could go a bit deeper into it. So, every personality has four sides of the mind, and I'm going to be using the INTP example throughout this entire video, but I will go into other types because, well... INTPs are easier for me to explain because I am one. But the foresight of the mind for an INTP, the default, the ego, is the INTP side of the mind. Then you get into the subconscious, which I know last time I did this, it's backwards. So the subconscious is like the side that you aspire into, is generally where happiness is stored. Like, like more of a glee type of happiness over being content. And this would be my ESFJ side of the mind. The opposite of the INTP. To switch around the letters. Then you have the unconscious side of the mind, which is generally where a person's maturity is, as well as happiness in a content manner. Generally people that are a little more focused on their unconscious side are balanced out because there's like a new set of functions in here. The subconscious has like the same functions as the, the ego, but they're just flipped around. For the unconscious, your, it's your ego functions, but the extroversion is swapped out. For INTPs, they lead by TI hero, their unconscious, the ENTJ side of the mind, leads by expert thinking, TE. And for that, you just flip, swap out the, uh, the last two letters, so I becomes E, P becomes J, there we go. And then there's the superego, which would be the ISFP side of the mind. This is generally where a lot of destruction happens, but the advantage of it is new growth. Generally, if you need a reset button, you go straight to your ISFP side of the mind, and those functions just kind of bring everything back to a default. And for that, you just flip swap out the middle two letters and there you go that is four sides dynamic of a personality type so we'll dive deeper into each of the sides of the mind we'll first begin with the ego as i mentioned it's your default side of the mind where you have your four primary functions that are conscience all the time where you're aware of like let's say if you're an fi user that's because you have fi in your ego so you're aware of how you feel on a, like, labeling things as good and bad, essentially at all times, and something has to go horribly wrong for you to not be aware of that, in the same way that I have thinking in my ego, as my hero slot, I'm always deciding for myself what is true and what is false, you know? So, we'll get into each of the four slots, because that TI or FI can be anywhere amongst four slots. So for me, as a TI hero, I have my hero function, which is involved with being my go-to. It's the thing that I lead by. It is the thing that I will try before I do anything else. It is essentially my super weapon, 
preferred arsenal. So I tend to solve all my problems, or at least start off with my hero, where, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll use my logic to build a system for this and that and that. Then we have the parent function, which is the second slot. For me, that'd be expert intuition, and if I didn't mention this already, I'm using myself as an example because that is far easier for me to do than other types, but for me, I have expert intuition parent, which is about responsibility. If it's irresponsible, it's called a teenager, but you know, for responsibility, it's you're considering potential patterns in the future and you're trying to use that to avoid or put yourself in positions of different scenarios. And then we have the child function which is about purity and everyone kind of needs that to have a sense of happiness. Generally people that are like, you know, introvert intuition child that aren't taking risks and doing what they want, they're generally a lot sadder because well, their child function is not being used and it's super easy to abuse, which is part of why we get the parent function is to help us step out of that abuse. Part of that I learned from season 19, personal growth for the 16 types, mine being INTP. You know, I learned that me being very hedonistic with my SI child, you know, being like, oh my gosh, good experience, good experience, actually makes me very easy to exploit and looking back I can see that where, you know, I would I would do favors that I wouldn't want to do just because there was like candy at the end and it was just like, wow, that's uh, unfortunate and I mean the candy was good but, you know, it's stuff that I didn't want to do. But you know, now that I'm working on my temperance a bit more I should be a lot less easy to exploit. But if you guys want to look at some examples for your types, go to csjoseph.life slash portal and you guys can get started on your journey. But, yeah, the child function. Very pure, precious, I like it. And then we have the inferior function, which is a sense of anxiety and being afraid. So on my end, I have extroverted feeling inferior. I guess it's technically infant, but I'm going to keep calling it inferior. <laughs> you can't teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> so I have extroverted feeling inferior where extra feelings about the uh, social norms and other people's emotions and a sense of guilt and I am very nervous at all times to you know like how other people are feeling and making sure that I'm not like breaking social rules and all that other stuff and it could be quite a problem and Luckily, that can aspire a bit more and actually do really well with being liked and that sort of thing. Like, you know, I, most places I go to, people are generally like, wow, Sam is such a nice and friendly and sweet person and stuff like that. And I'm just like, thanks. But, you know, that's part of subconscious work. So your inferior function aspires and that enters the subconscious. The inferior is the gateway into that. So on my end, that's the ESFJ side of the mind where the inferior kind of becomes like a new hero. The child also becomes like a new parent and so on and so forth. Now that drains after a while because you can only take so much energy and the more 
versatile you become with your sides of the mind, the longer you can last in them. But, you know, I can be pretty friendly and sociable for a certain length of time before I'm just like, I'm tired, I want to go to bed. <laughs> it can be rough. It can be rough, but, you know, it's worth it to develop yourself further and be able to spend more time in your other sides of the mind. The other side of the mind that you could go into the unconscious, which I mentioned is the functions of the ego, but you know, the extroversion is different. But you have a whole new set of functions with different roles. It's almost like a dark mirror of it, almost like Laurel from Zelda Link to the Past, or like how there's Venom and Spider-Man and stuff like that. But we have the nemesis function, which is the, the gateway into your own conscience. And for me, that's extrovert thinking, you know, about status and reputation, credentials, that type of stuff. And it is a sense of worriedness, where anxiety and being afraid are a lot more painful, per se. Worried is a little bit more of the back of your mind and like just kind of a dwelling sense. I am worried about, you know, the credentials and my reputation and that kind of stuff. And the goal of the nemesis function is to train your hero function to get it into action because the hero is just like, ah, yep, I'm a TI hero, I'm super logical and smart. And then the extrovert thinking nemesis is like, wow, prove it. And I'm like, uh, okay, I guess I'll do stuff because the nemesis is a lot closer to your demon function, which is like the ultimate enemy. So it's trying to like train for that ultimate battle. And you know, once the nemesis gets a little more strained out, it becomes like an ally. Sort of like, uh, you know, Superman and Lex Luthor, when, you know, there's that alien invasion, they both team up and start fighting the bad guy. Then you have the critic function, which is everyone's favorite. Uh, this is a function that is a lot more harsh than the nemesis, where it is kind of like very critical of other people and themselves, and it's very difficult to please. But developing the critic function also is a way to develop your parent function, because let's say in my case, introvert intuition, what I want, you know, if I start thinking of what I want, then I'm like, okay, how do I get what I want? Then I have to consider possibilities per se. And you know, that's part of how that develops. But by default, NI Critic doesn't really want a lot of things and in general just kind of refuses to want. And then we got the trickster function, which is essentially a avoid in yourself where it's like you think you can do this, this uh, one thing, and you're very adamant about that, but yeah, no, you can't. At least very well, and you know, I, I still struggle with this, but. You know, on my end, I have extrovert sensing trickster, which is kind of about what's normal as well as physical execution of things. Um, yeah, I have a hard time not being like, wow, I can execute on this. I can, you know, do well with my appearances and trying things for the first time. And no, I can't outlogic it. I can't do it well. I have to do things right, actually prepare, and that kind of stuff, but yeah, it's, I, 
it's hard to let go, man. It's hard to let go. If I play with machines a lot, it's hard for me to convince myself I'm not good with expert sensing. <laughs> and then we got the demon function, which is very dismissive and very hostile, per se. Generally, people don't want to use their demon functions, even though it is an insanely powerful tool. It's just playing with fire, where it's like, yeah, you're going to burn yourself, you'll burn everyone else, you'll burn the house. There's a lot of complications with that, and usually it's only used in scenarios where there's like trauma, you want a life reset, you're done, and this is your entrance into the superego. You know, on my end, I really don't address my FI demon, my emotions, unless I am just done, I am completely apathetic, I'm okay with walking away. You know, introverted intuition usually doesn't want what it wants, and it really only goes after what it wants in a sense of, like, vengeance and vindiction. You know, or, you know, or extrovert-sensing demon where it's like, you know, it's not getting a good experience, so it's gonna give everyone else a bad experience, usually, you know, joker laugh, you know, some people want to see the world burn, that type of stuff. So, yeah, that superego, when you enter that, you know, your functions swap again, so, you know, your demon becomes your leading function. And then, you know, so on. Trickster is his parent. The critic becomes, like, the child function, like a demon child, and then, you know, the nemesis is, like, an inferior, per se. But, yeah, there's a lot of things to keep track of, especially with different sides of the minds playing different roles. You know, how do you, like keep track of that, how do you type other people and not get mistakes for different sides of the mind, being at play, well, I recommend Ego Hacking by Text. We have an upcoming course, it'll be available on Black Friday, we'll have a huge one-time discount on it, but it is about going through other people's texts and analyzing piece by piece what functions are at play, what affinities and what interaction styles are coming into play, and you'll be able to type other people through any written thing. It'll be great because you have, you know, your words adjusted so that people can understand and resonate it with it more. So keep an eye out for it. It'll be starting this week. And that's all I have for this episode. Stay tuned for the next Acolyte podcast, and I'll be sure to answer your question. Take care, guys. Later.